Good morning, everybody. We've come to the middle of a week. Today, we are in Hosea chapter 14. This will be the last chapter we're reading in Hosea as part of our Bible reading plan. And then tomorrow, we start in Micah chapter 1. Micah chapter 1, another of the Old Testament prophets. And I want to just remind you of something. When you're reading these minor prophets and, and the major prophets, so whether you're reading Hosea, Micah, Amos, Isaiah, Jeremiah, keep in mind that those chapters are not placed together in chronological order. Okay, What you have in these prophetic books is a collection of their messages, their sermons, their visions. And so they're not put in our Bible in those specific books in chronological order. So the fact that the message of Hosea we're looking at today in chapter 14 is the last chapter does not mean it was the last message he delivered, does not mean that it came after everything that he said in the first 13 chapters. So think of them as, as individual messages. Now, sometimes we can date them because of some historical cues that are left in, that are part of the message, but not always. In fact, not most of the time. And, and so there's some guessing involved. So don't get hung up on that. Don't worry about are they in chronological order. They're not. You just It's, it's like somebody, get, uh, somebody came across a bunch of my sermons and they put them in a book, but they didn't know when I preached them. Okay, So they might not be in the same order that I preached them. That's what you have in the prophets. And if you keep that in mind and don't worry, well, how does 14 follow 13? Don't, don't, don't go there. Just, just take each message for what it says. All right. Now, having said that... <laughs> Uh, uh, some devotional thoughts from chapter 14. One is, it really stands out to me in this chapter how God has this deep longing to forgive us, to, to heal us, and to bless us. That, that's how he felt toward Israel, and it's how he feels about us. Look at verse, verse 2. Uh, take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously that we may pre present the fruit of our lips. We're supposed to repent. But what that verse is saying, you know, the prophet, the prophet on behalf of God in verse 1, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Take, you know, ask him to take away your sin. God, God wants you to come to him in repentance. God wants you to come to him asking forgiveness because he's so eager to forgive you. Look at verse 4. God says, I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from them. In verse 5, I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like, a, like the lily and he will take root like the cedars of Lebanon. Um, that God is going to water them and, and nourish them. God wants to bless them. God wants to forgive them. Um, verse 6, his shoots will sprout. His beauty will be like the olive tree and his fragrance like the cedars of Lebanon. Wow, God... God has this desire to forgive, to restore, to heal, to bless. He, he longs to do that for us. But for that to happen, Israel had to, we have to repent of our sin and change. That's, you know, in verses 1 and 2, return, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity, your sin. Uh, say to him, take away all all my iniquity, all my sin, and receive us, receive me graciously. There has to be repentance on our uh, part. Um, and he's saying to them, to Israel in particular, don't depend on your political alliance. In verse 3, Assyria will not save us. 
That's what they need to say to God. Uh, nor will we say again, O oh God, to the works of our hands, our idols. God is calling, calling them to repentance and he's saying, listen, when you come to God, you've you, you got to stop calling on your idols. You've got to stop it. You've got to repent and change. You can't turn to the idols anymore. And they had been making an alliance with Assyria thinking that would cause Assyria not to attack them. It didn't work. You remember World War II? We were in conversations with Japan. What did Japan do? Surprise attack? Well, guess what? Assyria came against Israel anyway. And so God is saying, if you're going to repent of your sin, Israel, stop depending on this political alliance because it's not going to work and stop turning to and praying to your idols. Repent of your sin and change your behavior. And when you do, I'm going to bless you, forgive you, heal you. So when you and I come to God, we, we've got to stop depending on everything else. Stop making excuses. Stop disobeying God. Repentance for forgiveness means we change. It's not just I'm sorry. We repent, we turn, we change. Another devotional thought is that uh, sin's going to trip us every time. At the end of verse 1, he says, you have stumbled because of your iniquity, because of your sin. Down at the, the end of verse 9, the very last phrase in the book, but transgressors, sinners, will stumble in them in, against God's law. Uh, another devotional thought is, is, is that sin will trip you up every time. And when it does, you've got to repent and come to God and you've got to turn from your sin. Ask God's forgiveness, but change. But ultimately, that's a choice we all make. In verse 9, the beginning part of it, whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know, know them for the ways of the Lord are right and the righteous will walk in them. See, here's how you know somebody has really repented. They live different. When someone has genuinely repented, they change and they walk in the ways of the Lord because the ways of the Lord are right and they are righteous. And a truly repentant person does more than say, I'm sorry. They change, they repent, and the Holy Spirit comes into their life and works in their life so that they live differently. They walk in the ways, they live in the ways of the Lord. I hope that's what you're doing. That you're, 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 you're asking God's forgiveness and when you find sin in your life where he points it out, you turn from it and you walk and live in the ways of the Lord. That is what God wants for you because he wants to bless you so much. But you've got to come to him in authentic repentance. I hope you'll do that if you haven't already. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we start in Micah.